0: What's good, everyone? Alex is Harris, here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets Etc. podcast. And with me, is so always my buddy, my closest pal, the man with the plan, the one only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing today, we all need your help, all right? If you listen to this podcast and you're not subscribed already, please make sure to do so. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are, we there. are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Make sure to leave a comment. We'll read it out loud and it helps us out. We appreciate it oh so greatly. We're also on YouTube now, so make sure to type in Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. No one writes et out. That's just wild. Make sure to find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And if you watch a video, just make sure, you know, hit the like button. Leave a comment. It's just the polite thing to do. We like to talk to you guys. We'll interact. Don't say anything too reckless, okay? We see that John's getting hate for his KD love. It's all good. It's the love of basketball, man. It's the love of basketball. No stress. No stress out here.
1: Dude. While you're over if you there. If you can't appreciate KD coming back and doing what he's doing off an Achilles and another injury on top of that, you're, you're crazy.
0: Word, man. Word. And also asking for an injury. Come on, man. Stop, man. stop wishing. People got to stop wishing injuries upon people. That's yeah, just reckless. You crazy. No one, No one should yeah. be doing that type of stuff. But while we're at it, while you're over at that page, if you're not commenting and liking, like I said, you should be doing. We have another podcast called Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg go down usually the NFL slate. Sometimes you do NBA games, but don't worry.
1: March Madness. March Madness,
0: baby. March Madness. It's out, baby.
1: It's It's out. It's coming. It's coming. It's out. The episode is out. It was an unbelievable episode. Uh, Me and obviously video producer Greg, uh, the regulars. But I think, uh, you know, Chip, he he really impressed us out here. We had a phenomenal episode. We did the, the four brackets. We went through them all. It's a long episode. We're going to break it up. So you could skip through uh, obviously easier on the YouTube. If you check us out there, obviously subscribe and like, and comment, like tell us about your brackets here. Uh, I know that Nick's Jets, et cetera, we're going to set up our own bracket, uh, have some, have some um, Nixon, you know, some Jets fans in there too. Everybody loves a little March madness. So get into there. I, it was really cool, Alex. I I know this is, you know, the Jets episode, but really quick on the March Madness stuff, you know, we went through it without listening to anybody because nothing had come out yet. We recorded on Monday night and, you know, no media stuff was out yet. And listening to everything today, I mean, I I feel I just I feel good about our stuff. I feel good about the, the entire episode in general. Besides, you know, I did a couple of reckless things. You know, Chip did a couple of reckless things. You Greg, all do some reckless things, like. things. That's gambling in general. You got to take that risk, yeah. man. I got like a 16-1 just for fun. Um, Chip is all over Chattanooga. I mean, Colgate. Um, we th- th- There's some Ooh. things happening. So, like, Colgate. definitely tune in. Definitely tune into the episode, man. It's really good.
0: Ooh. You heard that. Make sure to tune in. If you don't know Chip Murphy already, you should know Chip. Shout out to Chip. He's right over at KnicksFanTV.com uh, with me. He's also a host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast through ESNY. All right. And he's also got the couch critic. So if you don't follow Chip Murphy, if you haven't been following him on Twitter, doing his college bets, come on, man. I said on one episode, man, bets on Manhattan college and wins. Come on guys out here in the betting in the Mac. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, so make yeah, sure to go yeah. check we're, out that episode. We're talking a lot
1: about the Mac. He's definitely going to lose today though. He took Woody, man. With minus four, Indiana. That's going to be an L. but mm. tune in, tune in. You'll, you'll hear all about it. Make sure to go check it out. Make sure to go check it out. And as this long intro
0: has been going through, last but certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. But now let's get into the meat and bones of this. John, Mr. Malika. What's up, man? How are you feeling,
1: bro? You've been, you must be living high today. You must be on cloud nine. I mean... I feel like I'm on cloud nine because I feel like I haven't slept (laughs) in a long time uh, between uh, work and the Jets and the Knicks and just writing an article. (laughs) Well, just like, man, there's so much going on around the NFL. I mean, March Madness is here and I feel like it's taking secondary, but it's about to just become the priority. Like, I'm I'm a mess right now. I'm a mess right now, but I'm really happy because of what the Jets are doing, dude. It all started out with... Gloom and doom as usual, dude. I'm just trying to enjoy my Sunday, trying to enjoy Selection Sunday. We're recording, you know, our next episode and Tom Brady, dude. Tom Brady comes in sucks. here. <laughs> like, he... No, he can't
0: he, even let college have its own day. He can't even let... Co- Think about that. Think about how selfish of a man he is. He can't even let college students have <laughs> a day. A day for sele- Selection Sunday. He couldn't wait, wait until Monday. Could have waited. You heard it here first. No. You heard it here first. Tom Brady hates children. He he does. And, and you know what? That's probably why. That's probably why he came out of retirement. He was home with his kids. He's like, oh man, this sucks. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. It's something we like to do. <laughs> but
1: yeah, but yeah, so he, he did come back. It was before Monday for a reason, dude. about 15 hours before the beginning of legal tampering season, Tom Brady comes back and you know, you asked me, why does it affect us, right? We're, we're in the AFC. Who cares? Get over it, right? Ryan Jensen, the center, the one that we were rumored for, obviously he's going to stay back at Tampa. And that was the first signing after Tom Brady came back. And it kind of just ruined all our plans. You know what I mean? We we're about to get an all-pro center, you know, for, for basically for our wash on our cap. Was, we were ready to go here, revamp the O line. So, dude. Uh, th- that one hurt me. That one hurt me. It was I, I was not feeling good, but the best thing about this Jets team, man, and I can't believe I'm saying it, they are so consistent. And they're consistent in a good way. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I was going to say, you better, you better qualify, because they've been consistent all right. They've been consistent <laughs> regardless
0: of who the GM and who the coach has been. They've been consistently losing and consistently a mess. But now this is consistently – actually some structure, like actually good structure to the team.
1: Yeah, of course. Like we had Idzik who was consistently not spending any money. We had McKagan who was consistently spending terribly (laughs) like a madman. And And in all the wrong places, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And now we have Joe Douglas who we are able to predict his moves because they're so valuable. But I'm going to tell you one thing we can't predict, man. We can't predict how valuable. He, the value he gets out of these contracts, how he is signing these deals, like nobody could guess them. And every single time a contract comes out from Joe Douglas, everybody is, at the very least, impressed by the number. You know oh, what I mean? You don't have to be sure. super impressed by the player, but it's definitely logical. There's nothing that's illogical. There's nothing that's out of the ordinary. And every single time, the first thing is, well, at least it's good value.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, like, honestly, like, you, it's been about the value the first two seasons with him, him fully being the GM, because we, as we should all remember, he came in halfway after McCagnon was fired thanks to a certain Adam Gase, who I can't even believe I'm spitting that name out. But remember, he came in halfway, so that first draft would be Kai Beckton, right? His first signing was Ryan Griffin. But even so, you look at all these signings, they're all good numbers. But I'm going to say this right now. And, we, and it's all good on paper. I said this on Twitter. It's all, this all looks good on paper, but this has to be like,
1: from a paper standpoint, his best free agency by far. Has to be. Yeah, man. And he, the best part is he, he just doing exactly what he said he was going to do. So he came out during uh, the combine and said he, he's going to improve the team and not just acquire talent. Like that mm-hmm. was the quote. So I thought it was pretty interesting, right? We are sitting here with the fifth most in cap space and we have the most draft value since 1999 for any team. Like I, I thought that was really interesting, uh, you know, based on the Warren sharp numbers uh, you could check it, check that all out in, in my, you know, the latest jet press article where I uh, did a, a, review, a review of day one and a preview of day two. And you called whitehead coming. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to all that. We'll get to all that, but. I, I thought it was really interesting, dude, because think about it. You have all these assets. You have all the, you have the highest draft pick value in, you know, two decades. You have the fifth most cap space. You have a quarterback already. Like you could spend, man. You know what I mean? Like you could spend here and nobody would really fault you too much because at the end of the day, you're going to be judged on this off season because it's your third one. So this is going to be a, make a is, is this is really make or break for him. So he could have just thing, spent right? a lot of money, you know, like, that's well, if thing. he has nothing to lose. We, we've
0: been, we've been saying this too, from what the end of last season, that this off season is the most critical off season for Joe Douglas. He, he has to spend, he has to work through free agency because the first two years he was, you know, he made, he really made like, around the edges type moves as we saw with the New York Knicks, right? There's nothing like too substantial. Okay, you get a good value piece here, like in George Font, Ryan Griffin, not so much, but okay, you're doing <laughs> something. Boy. You brought in, you know, all the linemen that just sucked, like GVR. Like, come on, like, that, That's that, these are not guys that you want. But, hey, he had to do it because what we saw two years ago with Alex Lewis and so forth, that's not something that you need to see out, out there on the field. But we kept, we kept saying this has got to be the offseason because he can't come at back. With a losing record as he's had the last two seasons. And so far, like I said, it's only on paper, but these are signings we can get behind. These are actually good, not only good contract, but talent wise, you're like, all right, like this is some talent in
1: the building now. Yeah. So we're not only do we have talent, but we're also adding depth and it started out with re-signing some of our own guys like Lamarcus Joyner, mm-hmm. uh, Will Parks, and Elijah Riley out in yep. the safeties. We mentioned uh, Connor Mc uh, McDermott, our uh, backup offensive lineman slash tight end, because <laughs> of, of that catch, uh, which you know he was um, really talked highly about. After that, uh, the coaches like he was joking around about trying to get the ball all week in practice. Um, so he seems like a fun locker room guy. But we learned one thing, dude. Joe Douglas not going to break the bank, and I, I, as much as we're worried about it, he's not going to set the market for any position for any player.
0: And second year as, in a row, we're saying this: he's not going to set the market.
1: He's second not going to set the market. And dude, I, I'm I'm not going to lie; I was a little worried because, I mean, who would have guessed that the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick last year were going to do stupid things like that? You know what I mean? now they're paying 15 million for. Uh, Aguilar and like, uh, something close to that for John Smith, and they both stink. So, and, and it's on the case. And they got Hunter game. Henry Hunter too. So don't
0: worry. There, well, Hunter
1: Henry's good. At least that, that's a fine, it, it by itself, that's fine. The other two signings are just so bad. But
0: you add, it's not, it's not just him, like Hunter Henry itself. Sure. You could say Hunter Henry's fine, but it's always about the aggregate, like what you did together collectively. You look at all of that collectively, like, how are you spending all this? Like, you could have just been set with Hunter Henry and not have to do Jonah Smith. But this is a Jets podcast, not a Patriots podcast. I'm just critiquing the other team because I hate them.
1: No, I, I, I'm saying that I was worried about it. You know, if Bill Belichick is susceptible to that, I was worried, right? So we, we signed our fullback, Nick Bowden, too. And our first move with, you know, the quote-unquote guru of the offensive lineman was to bring in Laken Tomlinson. I was super shocked by this signing. Number one, because he's a left guard. And number two, because the contract, dude, $27 million guaranteed for three years, $9 million. Both of those things made no sense to me. I was just like, for, when I saw the left, I was like, first of all, he's a left guard. Why are we, it makes no sense. We have Elijah Vera Tucker there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, how on earth did we get him for $9 million uh, for three years in a row? Like that, that's crazy to me. I thought he was going to be worth you know, maybe get like not sheriff numbers. Cause obviously he was going to get paid more, but he was injury prone. So I was a little worried about that. And he got paid significantly less than Brandon Scherf, you know, the right guard from Washington, but I was so shocked, man. An all pro coming from a team that's good, right? San Francisco's good. Like a legit contender going to the New York jets, switching positions, taking a pay cut. What's going on, bro. How crazy, how crazy was the Lake and Tomlinson, uh, pick up like well, what was what was your reaction to that it was two hours in everyone's freaking out obviously from 12 to 2 oh my god joe douglas not doing anything and then the first signing is, is, is super surprising man
0: again the sleeping joe, uh, joe douglas me flying around everywhere i yeah, know uh my i was taken aback when i saw that we got Lake of tom tomlinson because as you said he's a left guard coming from a championship contender right like the 49ers are not that far removed from being in the Super Bowl, and they weren't that far off from making it to the Super Bowl again, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about, they were just in the NFC Championship going against the LA Rams. So for him to leave that team to come to the New York Jets, it says, I think it says a few things. I think one, if you look at the New York Jets, there has to be some belief that the Jets are building something. You have to like the coaching staff, and obviously he's familiar with the coaching staff. Before right? So work has already worked with him. He knows the, sch- the schematic of uh, his system. Yeah. So
1: John Benton, uh, coach right of all of them.
0: He also knows Robert Sala from being on part of that team, too. So you, you have to have a relationship there as well, which makes it an easy transition for him, too. You look at the team, maybe young, up and coming, maybe you see something in Zach Wilson, the offense in general, see some talent well, saying, like, hey, you he know He knows what?
1: the offensive line coach, too, bro. Yeah,
0: no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's all the relationships. You got to look yeah. at the team, seeing what's coming up. And I think if you look at San Francisco, because if you look at from a business standpoint, right, you just had Jimmy Garoppolo play, and you know what Jimmy Garoppolo is as a quarterback? He's an average quarterback. He's not. He's slightly above average on a good day, but mm-hmm. he's not going to get you to the pro. He, he can. He has gotten to the promised land, but he probably won't win it all because of his inconsistencies and the fact that they like to run the ball more and they don't really rely on Jimmy Garoppolo to push it down the field. And you know you're not going to be able to win a Super Bowl just by running the damn ball. This isn't <laughs> this isn't the Joe Namath uh, Jets that we're talking about uh, <laughs> back in 1969 where you just hand the ball off and throw the ball like, what, three or four <laughs> times and call it a day? This ain't that team. Uh, I should say this ain't that era. But anyway, you see that. You see Garoppolo. You see Trey Lance. Maybe he doesn't believe in Trey Lance. Maybe he doesn't believe in the coaching staff to get Trey Lance up there because that's the successor. So for him, it's like, All right, they're probably going to move off of this guy, Garoppolo, anyway, and go to a a second-year quarterback who hasn't gotten that much experience. I have the New York Jets over here asking for the same thing for me, essentially, with a guy who's already played last season, could take that next step this season. I know the guy's over here, so it's not that big of a jump. So I think that, if you think of it from that perspective, it makes sense why he did it. It's It's still out of left field for me. I was not expecting to get... A left guard to be changing to right guard now, and Crazy. I was I, I was thinking that we're going to address the issue through the draft. In all honesty, and that's what we were talking about for the pre- previous weeks. We're like, okay, we're going to think about going O lyman You know, we're talking about Neil. We're talking about all these guys. All right, maybe we'll go in one of those directions. You know, but no, this just came out of left field. What are your thoughts, though?
1: Well, honestly, man, I'm so glad. The, the way that Joe Douglas positioned himself, because, you know, we're, we're about to, you know, round it all out here. But the conclusion of the story is we were able to fill every single hole in free agency without overspending to the point where we are not going to be desperate drafting at any single position during the draft. So, it's not going to be that's like, oh fact. my God, we need a right guard. You know, it doesn't matter who's left. Like, we just need one. You know what I mean? Even if, like, the first three picks of the draft are O linemen, like, we're not drafting Hutchinson because we would need an O lineman. Like, that kind of desperation. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Um, but the point is, that's why I'm, I'm really excited about how he approached it because now, you know, because McCagney tried to, you know, address it all. In free agency, and they tried to address it all in the draft, and finally Joe Douglas is addressing it all. It looks like with both, and I know it sounds There's so definitely simple. a blend. There's definitely a blend. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it's just it's it's magical. It sounds it sounds simple,
0: <laughs> but the thing is, like it it's like everything sounds simple, right? But the way he he's actually executing it pretty well, and this is where when people is calling for Joe Douglas's head, it's like guys, let's be patient, like. This is, we're starting a rebuild. It's like we're seeing losing. It's like, this is a rebuild. It takes time. We're talking about a 53 man roster. Okay. We're talking about a 53 man roster. This isn't the NBA two rounds. You could change everything with just one great player. It doesn't work like that. You can have a great quarterback and still be shit. Just look at the Houston Texans. (laughs) Just like that, that as just is how it is in the NFL. So you got to be patient and it takes time to get all the positions that you need. Filled so this is what he's doing and it's I'm not saying like I was expecting it but we you you say it sounds so easy but to see it all come together now like I said it's still on paper but to see it all coming
1: together it's looking pretty good it's amazing it really is and you know I was really worried about this whole switching from left to right guard thing uh, we had uh, Duke Mayweather uh, the offensive line you know uh trainer. A guru. he's a guru He's a, okay, yeah, offensive line guru. Um, he kind of tweeted his disdain with, you know, the Jets being even linked to Tomlinson um, because he doesn't understand why teams sign players and move them around. On the other hand, we have Damian Woody, a Super Bowl champion, offensive lineman played every position on the offensive line, you know, he was gracious enough for the last couple of days, like up until like one in the morning. I w- I'm listening to him in the spaces. Uh Leger shout out to him, uh, Connor Hughes, Connor Rogers, DJ, uh, even Will Parkinson's in there. Um, uh, you know, a couple of guests that we've had on the show, everybody's in there talking. And Damien Woody, I mean, I must have heard him say it 150 times because everyone's asking the same question, you know, at different times. Mm-hmm. Because he is so familiar with the playbook, and because he's familiar with all of the coaches, like Salah and uh, Lafleur and Benton, all he really has to do all year is work on the mechanics of moving from left guard to right guard. And he wouldn't have signed if he wasn't down. This it, it, this was never a competition of it, are you going to play for Elijah Vera Tucker? That's that's not uh, you know that's not that's not even a question mark. So he knew what he was getting into and Damian Woody said, yeah, it's tough, but if you, if that's your goal, you know, he's like, it happens especially to uh, players, you know, as they get older, he's like, it happened to him as his career got older, you just have to start being versatile. We know that Joe Douglas likes the versatile players. And this is why I, if Damian Woody has confidence, if Tomlinson has confidence, and if the three coaches that know him have confidence, then I, I am also ecstatic. And it's crazy to think, Alex, that with one move and the first move, and a really good deal, they fix the entire offensive line. Like whether you have, you know, f- as it stands, Font or Becton on either side, you know, match with Barry Tucker and McGovern, and um, now we have Tomlinson. That's a stellar offensive line. Absolutely stellar. It's a good and, offensive line. It's um, much um, better.
0: It's much better than what we had year like. You, it was
1: competent
0: last season. we above
1: average now,
0: huh? We are, We're yeah. We're above average now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are above. We are above average. Um,
1: Which is but, crazy to think. Just with one move, and I, it, it's a long time coming. It, you know, it was a step by step process. But I, I don't think that's going to uh, really. Do, if I, if uh, uh, you know, the the guard slash tackle from NC State is there, uh, Iquanu – if he's mm-hmm. there at 4 I think we're still going to draft him so you know we'll Brilliant. get we'll get to that later and then probably trade beckton um like i i i th- i think that's how that would go um but that's that's neither here nor there we'll we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that uh, at a different time you're, you're, you, you, I love how you just drop like
0: Massive colossal like thoughts That just explode like everyone's brain Just exploded
1: right now but you're like yeah We'll discuss that later everyone's like That's, what, what? We gotta discuss that now <laughs> we're <on> a, we're, <laughs> I, 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 We can discuss it I just didn't want to hone in on it Because you know this is a free agency episode but I, I think that this solidified our offensive line But it doesn't deter us from getting an offensive lineman That they love okay. And I, I You know I, I, every time I hear Anybody close to the team Talk about the Jets' interest. They say they are in love with him. Like, they don't just like him. Like, they love Ikwan. If he's there, there's a hundred percent chance they're taking him. Like, nobody could fathom that. Now that we got Tomlinson, people are kind of weary about it. But if they love a player like that, and he drops to them. In my opinion, they're going to take him and figure it out later. And then if they could, if they could move back to for a draft pick on draft day, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that's uh, that'd be nice. That'd be a nice possibility. Okay. I mean, are you saying or they can keep him, or they can keep are you, are you him? saying no, that they're out on back? No, no, no. I'm saying it's for a draft pick because or they can keep him and then not resign font, right? He's on a one year deal and just kind of like keep Equanu just like to chill for a year, you know, if anyone's injured, just hang out for one year and then just plug in. You can do that. You know, there's plenty of moves. I'm just saying. I, I just the point I was making is I wouldn't that the second one sounds like more sense to
0: keep you'd probably want a younger offensive line and font is you know. He's good. I'm not saying he's.
1: I don't bad, know, dude. I don't know. Fantas is really good, and he is reliable, and he's a veteran. And we know that 77 isn't that yet. He's not. He's not reliable. He's not a reliable veteran. That's all, it's tough, know. man.
0: After all the praise he got his first year for being like the cultural.
1: I'm. I'm on him. Like I. I'm. I'm still good with Beckton being our starting left or right tackle. Like he could be a beast. I have no problem with that. Okay. This is going to be. This,
0: this is going to be discussed. In detail, yeah, exactly. on Another episode. Exactly. That's just crazy that you even you brought something up that's legit, like a nuke that you just bombed.
1: Like you just bombed people's oh, brains. I, with I, this. I don't think I don't think it's as crazy uh, as people think. And there's, I guess I'll just because it's on my mind. Something there's a perception difference between the fans and the front office sometimes. And I'll admit I'm one of these people that thinks that. We need a linebacker so bad, and you know, Connor Hughes, who was plugged into the Jets front office, tweeted out, "The Jets are happy with Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley, and they're okay with you know, kind of just like plugging someone in at the end. There, it's not really a, another a big priority for them." I'm telling, I mean? you, that, man, like was, I'm telling you, man. Like, te- I was telling you about Quincy
0: Williams. I'm I was telling you about Quincy Williams. You were like, "Well,
1: we're really good." We're like, I'm like, "Yo, Quincy Williams balled out, man, for a guy that's was off He's the street." Yeah, he just had a lot of whiffs. Uh, what I was told when I when I was asking uh, Leger about that, he was saying it, it's more about the interior D line. Uh, but you know, you probably it probably looked to you like it was a linebacker's fault, you know, not catching angles and stuff. But he's like, it was mostly uh, the D line and the secondary being so bad. So apparently, the the Jets front office. Um, you know, sometimes it's not exactly what the, the pulse of the fans. That's just the point I was trying to make there, whether it's in because, we you know, we were in love with him, um, and now we think, now we want to cut him. <laughs> I, think, I don't think the Jets are on either of those spectrum. And um, same thing with what I thought was a desperation at linebacker. Most of it, we'll talk about some linebacker stuff when it comes to the draft. But as I said, man, really interesting, the Jets starting with, they're going with this philosophy that they did with the last draft of all offense in the beginning. And then they're going to do the defense. So day one was all offense. The next step was another glaring hole. A guy that I had brought, we had brought up in our last jets episode and you kind of poo-pooed at him, but dude, this, the CJ Uzo oh, the AFC goodness. champion Cincinnati Bengals. I can't believe this one, dude. Oh man. He, he, how do we poach him from the Cincinnati Bengals? That's 3 a 3 years 24 million.
0: I mean the price tag is honestly like the most impressive part about it because and the fact that he was just in the Super Bowl. Uzama by the way. Sorry. Yeah, Uzama. Uzama. CJ Uzama. Yeah. Yeah. Um impressive signing? Uh I'm honestly not really high on it to be quite frank. I think it's a good I know. signing. I'm not really high. I'm not high on CJ because he's been known to be injury prone, so I'm not high on it, but this go, the thing with CJ that when I hear the rationale is the same one I have for Kyle Rudolph, right? Except you're just getting a younger guy than Kyle Rudolph, who's a good veteran presence. You hear how good he was in the locker room with the Bengals, how it helped uh, just keep like that nucleus together really just got on that Super Bowl effort that they had, right? Just every game they're going and competing day in and day out. And when CJ's CJ's on the field, he's a a quality tight end, but the issue is that he's not always on the field. But I like the idea of the signing. You know, if you have him on the field, you have a quality tight end one. He's not going to be, uh, you know, a Jimmy Graham of old or any one of those guys, any one of those type tight ends in their prime. But I think he's a solid tight end. Uh, Just to give you some good blocking, give you a decent, he's a decent pass catcher. You get some veteran presence, but I think more so than anything else, he is going to be the role model for the tight end that they draft on day two or day three.
1: Okay. Okay. But let me tell you this, man, he's coming off a career year, almost 50 receptions, Mm -hmm. almost 500 yards and 300 of those yards being yards after the catch.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. impressive part.
1: Yeah, that's the impressive part. Um, our our friend Michael Nania uh, tweeted out that uh, the yards after the yards after catch over expected, a little advanced stat for you was almost ninety yards. Like that's that, that, that's these are that's huge impressive. percentages, man. He only had five hundred, and then he also had, threw in five touchdowns there. Do you know how many touchdowns the Jets have given up to tight ends? In the last two years? Too many. Too many to count. Twenty-two on over eleven hundred yards both the years. I'm I I can't wait to be able to actually throw an our tight end. I'm really excited about that. I I I'm really excited about how TJ. dare you talk about the bow is not a good tight end. <laughs> I'm hyped by your bow. Don't you dare Put words in my mouth or slander <laughs> about Kenny Obama. Right, don't dare, don't you dare put words about you were doing a <laughs> whole last week with Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. I don't want to hear nonsense from <laughs> you. All right.
0: <laughs> Call me and you're you're an ageist out here, but yet I'm the guy who's like, oh, and oh, love well with all the the You just want to sign All-Star
1: Emmanuel Sanders.
0: <laughs> you just want to sign Emmanuel Sanders, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I did not want to sign Emmanuel Sanders.
1: <laughs> I just said he was a good player. <laughs> So, I, 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 speaking of Yaboa and CJ, you're looking for uh, them to mentor a rookie tight end. I agree. I think uh, a a day two or day three tight end is coming. Uh, I have, I have some names in my head. We'll get to that later. Kid from UCLA, kid from Wisconsin, Ohio State. There's a couple, there's a couple nice guys out here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that the Jets aren't done with getting another veteran tight end. I mm-hmm. still think I, I still think Hayden Hurst. Like these guys that I was pointing out from last episode, I'm still on them. I, I, C.J. Hayden Hurst, uh, a rookie, and Yaboa. I think that's a solid, solid tight end room. And then throw on uh, Nick Bowden on there. That's not bad. As much as I love Pat Ricard, of course we're not going to sign. We're not going to break the market for a fullback tight end. He wants six million. He wants more money than Berrios. Obviously, we're not going to get him. So. I, I I think we're gonna round out the tight end um with another veteran here. Mm. Really quick. I, I I just kind of want to know uh Jets fans ha- had a lot of issues with CJ Jackson, CJ Jackson, JC Jackson, mm-hmm. uh who um got a payday and we weren't "Quote unquote players for, we had the B.J. Hill stuff. We had um, the, the the defensive tackle who went to Russell Wilson. There's a lot of players here with the Amari Cooper stuff, right? There's a lot of players here where we got killed for for not signing, for not breaking the bank for. Look at the difference, man. Look at the difference between you know a twenty million dollar Yo, upfront up one year deal with Amari Cooper and then." You know, twenty million dollars spread right here between t- uh, a starting right guard and a starting tight end. You know what I'm trying to say? Nah, that see, kind of it, get that perspective. You know, it's here.
0: crazy to see. I, I can't get behind that. So we've we've done this. I don't even know. Jets fans were angry about that. I don't know how we can be upset about that when we watch. We've got we've watched <laughs> McCagnon do this and then just blow up in our faces. Do you guys not remember? Uh, well, I don't even want to bring up his name. Who? What's his name? Cornerback. He is so out of my mind. Jimmy Johnson? Oh, thank you. I didn't even he is so he's in like the dark files. That's like the
1: that's number one JC thought. Parts I, go stuff. To. I know, me too.
0: That's the number one I think of. You know? Uh, so when you see, you know, JC Jackson getting five years, 85 or 82.5 million, I should say. Like why why is that? Why are you upset about that? To get a, to get a number one corner and then not have enough money to go throughout the entire roster. It's a team sport. He's not going to win at all. He's not, he's not playing the other positions. This is where I think and we've done this so many times. I'm just so tired of it. We even had this under uh Tannenbaum too. We just spend cash and get big guys in here. You know, outside of the two Rex Ryan years, like we've done that. We've been there. We've done that.
1: Yeah. We don't need to do it. Yeah. And speaking of been there, done that also resigned Tevin Coleman. Uh, the details aren't Solid there, but it's a one year deal. So I, did, I didn't want I, I was off Tevin Coleman too. Remember <laughs> you said. were off all these guys. I know. I know. But I, I think they were good deals, man. That's yeah, why I'm interested in the one.
0: I think the thing with Tevin Coleman is that as the season progressed, I saw how he still had some legs left and he was able to keep going up the middle, which I can appreciate that. If you can do what he did last season and be interchangeable with Michael Carter, yeah, that's good right there. We just need another running back, though. I feel like that's it's too. We just need another running back because Tevin Coleman. You can't rely on Tevin Coleman to make it throughout the entire year. I think Michael Carter can. I think he just got hit with some like unlucky injuries. I think he can play a full season, but I think we just need one more to solidify that running back group. I don't know if they're going to draft the running back and go like later round, or if they want to go through free agency.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping for a running back uh, in the draft. That's what I'm thinking, too. I think
0: a draft is probably better than trying to get another veteran in there because then you're probably competing with Tevin Coleman, who you want in there anyway, and start grooming another
1: running back. Yeah, I I agree. But, I mean, we saved the best for last on the offensive side of the ball here. We brought back my main man, the Braxton Berrios, baby. He's back. I am – oh, man, I was ecstatic. That we brought him back. I can't believe the deal. Alex's eyebrows are going crazy all right right now. That's how excited he is. the the the, the team friendly deal on Braxton Berrios to come back on a whole discount. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's
0: it's insane because there was the reports of like he wants eight to twelve, and I'm over here like he's not getting that. He did take a discount, sure, but I just. There's something to be said when you had, when you're Braxton Berrios, you've worked so hard to get off like a practice squad to be successful with a team. And it's in that, like it legitimately is in that same realm as Danny Woodhead, where he stayed with the Patriots too for as long as he could before going out to the Chargers. There's a sense of loyalty and a sense of not fear, but just familiarity with the system and what you succeeded in. And there's a reason to go back towards that to continue your success. Instead of just taking that one year, good year, going to another team. And then if you burn out because you don't fit exactly. their system, you're up shit's creek because then it's, you have to work twice as hard again to get back there. So I feel like that that's why there was like that sense in my mind that he was going to come back anyway. So I like the move. I think he's going to be good. As of right now, because there's no Jamison Crowder, he's a slot. He he's technically the starting slot.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Because technically, he's he, the starting spot. Yeah, slot. you got you got to put Elijah more on on the outside. You're right. You're right, dude. I I I'm so happy with Barrios' deal. He got uh seven million fully guaranteed, but it looks like more on paper. It's front like it's it's a kind of backloaded onto the second year. Uh, team mm-hmm. friendly on the cap this year. Uh, a little bit more next year, dude. I'm so I am so. Excited about Braxton Berrios, all pro kick returner, punt returner, coming back. Our our fourth down king runs the ball. He's honestly our Debo Samuel. like right? and everything. It's, it's so funny. Debo Samuel was was uh, upset about uh, losing Tomlinson, which got me a little mm-hmm. excited. So that's how day one ended. All offense. Plugged in every single hole except for wide receiver. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, you, unless you're going to count Barrios, right? Like, we're talking about, like, the outside wide receiver. Okay, Yeah, you, and that, I think to, that... They that, plug in that. The wide receiver issue, because
0: that's going to be interesting, because you have Allen Robinson, who's reported to go to the Browns. Um, I mean, we're just not signing him. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Which, But I, I just want to say, Allen Robinson... on your mind,
1: though? I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Talk about Allen Robinson. But also, do you have any other wide receivers on your mind for free agency? Um, let me talk about, talk about Allen Robinson, Robinson first. And then when we,
0: when we get on, on the other uh, wide receivers, but the Allen Robinson thing, I find it funny that he wants to go to a place where OBJ, Jarvis Landry, insert any other wide receiver that's there has underperformed and hasn't succeeded, but yet you want to go there and think you can get something to go with Baker Mayfield. You could talk. You could say that it's too many chefs in the kitchen, and that's why the wide receiver group there didn't pan out. But I think it's a larger issue than <laughs> than those too many chefs in the kitchen. And sure, you have uh, a good head coach who's very who's good offensively, very uh, creative offensively. But the quarterback situation and Baker Mayfield it's not one where I'm necessarily too convinced on. There were times where I would think Baker was that guy, but this last season, man, you want to talk about a guy who's inconsistent. That's a guy who's inconsistent. So I don't know. It's just weird. The fact that he would choose that team after sending so many subliminals last season to <laughs> jets fans. And now you want to go to, out of all the teams. You want to choose the Browns? Like no shade to the Browns. Like they were competitive this season, no shade, but the shade that I will throw is that the quarterback and how tough the division is. That's where you want to go.
1: That's where you want to go. You gotta follow the money, man. You gotta follow the money. Whoever wants to pay him. Um, the, the 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 interesting names for me on the wide receiver market in general at this point is a one year deal for Will Fuller. Even though I think he's gonna follow. I knew you were gonna Sean say Will Fuller because
0: he's still out there. Yeah,
1: he's injury because, prone. Do it, whatever. Sign for one year. Like let him run the outside. It's not going to deter you Dude. from anything. but I, I have a feeling he's going to. Can decide. I say something
0: about Will Fuller? Because I before you keep going on, and I knew you're going to bring him up again. If I'm paying a guy, I don't care how long it is. I need you to be out there. Like I, I just, if you're trying to compete, and, and the Jets, they're not in this position where they're competitive. They can take a flyer on a guy who's known to be injury prone. If he goes off, he goes off sure, go get Wolf Fuller. That's not that I don't think they're in that position to do that. That's just my thought. He's in his prime, but every year you don't get to play, you don't get a full season out of Wolf Fuller. That's tough, man. That's a tough sell. There's no way that I, if I was, if I'm a quarterback and you're telling me this guy's going to be in the starting rotation, I'm not going to have him. That's a hard sell. Like, sure, he's played, he played 14 games, 10 games, and then uh 7 games 11 and 11 and now 2 come on bro like i just look at that i just know i'm not getting a full season out of him i know i'm getting maybe for the most part three quarters three quarters i'm getting out of him but that's not good enough honestly that's just not
1: yeah uh, <laughs> I, I i agree with you uh i just i think it would be like a, like a four years, oh, I'm sorry, four, four years, one, one year, four mil, like something like
0: that. But you still want to take a, tra- you still want to take a chance on a guy that's not going to be on the field that often.
1: I mean, it's just one year. I, we, uh, it's just money on the books this year. I, I don't think it'd be a big deal, but I could also see us taking somebody like Keelan Cole. I could see um, uh, Higgins uh, from the Browns, especially if they're looking elsewhere. Uh, and especially if they on Allen Robinson, Higgins is really, is nice, man. I, I really like him. Um, we'll see how he does in the market. Another guy to keep an eye on that no one has really mentioned is James Washington mm-hmm. uh, from the Steelers. He's a beast. Those kinds of players, That's what, if you're a Jets fan, that's what you're looking for, man. You, you're looking for those types of deals. Um, very value-based because we're going to definitely draft a wide receiver here. So, if it was me, I, I think, and there's uh, I, I believe I saw a report
0: saying that the Jets really liked Keelan Cole and they really wanted him back. I would expect him to come back. And I actually didn't mind Keelan Cole this season. If you want to talk about a guy on a one-year deal who played the entire season, that's that guy. So if you bring back Keelan Cole, he's got good speed, good hands. Should have had that touchdown, but against Cincinnati, but you know, refs <laughs> don't like us. That's a common theme. We, here never, in New forget.
1: York. we never forget. We never, never forget.
0: forget. Um, so I think he's, I honestly think Keelan Cole is coming back. I think he's just seeing what he can get out there, but I think he'll be back.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. So switching over to the defense, we mentioned it at first uh, with the linebacker stuff. We're, we, you know, we're, we're linebacker crazed over here. But what's more, we're more crazed over is getting some secondary help, man. And that's what the Jets attacked on the second day of legal tampering, the last day. They were able to, number one, not spend on Marcus Williams, right? He got 70 mil. From a 14 and a half guaranteed per year from Baltimore Ravens. Lots of money. There's no way. Was it 14 and a half? No, 17 and a half. There's no way the Jets are paying that. It was, it's a crazy number. I'm not sure exactly how it's structured. I just know it's 70 mil. I'm really glad that we did not sign him for that. Instead, we, we signed a strong safety in Jordan Whitehead from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really excited about that. He is a hard hitter. He is more of a Jamal Adams type of player, okay? He is that, you know, get in the box, you know, tackle hard, like that kind of safety. We still are looking for the free safety. We did get LaMarcus Joiner, as we mentioned, Will Parks and Elijah Ridley, as we mentioned in the beginning of the episode. There's some news about another guy here, man. My man, Mr. March 9th. Mr. Marcus May, dude, there's some rumors about bringing him back for, uh, you know, probably a short-term deal, I, I'd assume. Mm-hmm. What do you think about bringing Marcus May back, dude, to, to be our free safety? And then, and then that's it. We don't, we don't have to hear about Kyle Hamilton anymore. We could just chill out on that front. You know, we got our free safeties. We got our strong safety. Everybody could, you know, breathe. What do you think about that? Bringing our boy back, taking care of him, despite uh, his agent.
0: Despite his agent. Yeah, uh, but I will say, I'll say this. I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Marcus May back because he is good. I do like Marcus May. He, I like retaining our own guys. I wouldn't be upset if we let him go too, and go Kyle Hamilton either. Um, because I think he's very talented and I think, I know Jets fans are going or taking their AirPods out and throwing it to the river right now. Um, I honestly wouldn't be too upset with that because the way free agency has unfolded, you look at him and he's a gamer and he's a ball Hawk. He, he, I don't know how you can pass up on a guy like that too, man, because those are impact type of players that you you need on a team and not saying that we know that the safety is not the primo position. We've been there, done that, but I don't know. I, I beg to differ on that. I'm going to push really? back on that. Yeah. Cuz you had Bill Barnwell, you had Bill Barnwell in the past talk about and I, I I get that it was for Jamal Adams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's but, like
1: look look at the pre look at how much they get even dude. still. But huh, breaking the market, still, all, of all of them.
0: I hear you, but even still, but even still Bill Barnwell, if I remember that article re- article correctly, uh when he was breaking it down, they had Safeties in like the fourth tier. Like it was close to the bottom of like how they ranked them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I every position is important. We're we're not glossing over that. I get that. But in the fact of like who you pay, how do you want to address the position? I mean, if you're like that's why I look at Kyle Hamilton, that if you can get an upgrade in that aspect and a guy who, as much as I hate to say it, doesn't have an Achilles injury, you know, I I wouldn't be
1: too opposed to it, especially since he's a gamer like he is. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely out of the picture if we sign Marcus May, but also at the same time, he there might be no rush. I mean, we might be able to wait a month, you know, after the draft, till after the draft to sign Marcus May and kind of see if Kyle Hamilton falls to us, see how the draft plays out. There are a couple other safeties, not really that many free safeties, honestly, like seeing is out. Uh, he's a strong safety. I mean, there's a, you know what I'm saying? There's a couple of guys that just don't fit anymore. You know, it's, it's not safety. It's free safety and strong safety. And they play different positions, yeah. especially in this defense. So you can't just say, oh, you know, there's other safeties in the draft. Like, there aren't that many free safeties. you well, know, Marcus that do... May has been a free safety since he's been with the Jets. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that when it gets as, as a draft goes down, like yeah. because, you know, there are other players, but they don't play the same position as Kyle Hamilton, honestly. So we'll see how that plays out to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind signing Marcus May to the one year deal and just skipping on Kyle Hamilton and just, you know, worst case scenario, getting the premier safety next year. You know what I mean? We're going to have money. Every safety is going to be off the books, except for Whitehead. You know what I mean? We'll we'll see how the draft goes. And if somebody's a free agent, we'll pay him.
0: You know, I'm not too, I'm not too uh, like you. I'm not, well, I hear going, I hear the Marcus May route. I'm not, Heavily, like, invested either way. I lean a little bit more so towards Hamilton just because he's there. He, we're probably going to be in position to get him. And we just... The unknown, with Marcus May is just there. That's why I'm leaning towards that direction. But either way, you're not... I don't think you can go wrong, personally.
1: I just don't think we pass on Iquano uh, if he's there. And I do think that we the, there's, like, a, a two or three pass rushers uh, that the Jets really like. And I don't think... Any of those names is uh, Tib, but what what, what the hell do I know? So we'll see how that plays out. I'm really excited, uh, you know, once we move past the free agency to see how um, the draft quote-unquote rumors go. But what I've learned, man, there's some discrepancies between the beat writers, you know, like especially we're about to get into the Stephon Gilmore stuff at cornerback. Uh, Everybody was saying that the Jets were on him, including, you know, Connor Hughes, right, who we're taking for gospel. At this point, but Rich Chimini says he, they weren't, and you know he, he he's he's stuck with that. So, you know, sometimes they 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 have a little bit of discrepancy. We were able to land on DJ Reed, though, uh, the cornerback. Who shout out to DJ, uh, a writer from the Post. He, he, Dale I Neal. mean, News, Sorry, he is our honestly, he's our cornerback guru. He really and, is. Yeah, he he loves cornerbacks. I saw a, t- I saw a tweet
0: today. Sorry to interrupt you. I saw a tweet oh, today, and uh, it was like if DJ was a GM of a team, we'd probably have more
1: cornerbacks than we actually need. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts, dude. He loves his corners, and he knows them. right? remember he, he, when we had him on, we, we kind of just went through the corners um, heavy. He is really excited about DJ Reed. He is super hyped about this. I'm super hyped about it. He seems hyped about it. He's part of uh, Vayner Sports. Uh, Gary V's brother AJ. Um, that's his agent. I mean, he's. He, I feel like he's in the family already, right? He was with San Francisco. He did have the one year in Seattle. Uh, he's gonna fit the position perfect. But what's interesting is it already created a little bit of a controversy, right? Um, and as DJ uh, said a couple times, don't shoot the messenger. Uh, DJ the writer, not DJ the cornerback. He said that the Jets kind of see Bryce Hall and Eccles as the two three, rather than the one two. As we we've been kind of putting, I mean, uh, we've been kind of putting Bryce Hall as like the solidified two. If we're being honest, no, we haven't. Yeah, no,
0: we've been we we because of how he played last
1: season. We we have been, yeah. And the Jets seem to not really think that. So I'm not sure if cornerback is really off the table either here. Uh, you know, uh, that's why maybe they want to plug in May, and so we could just be comfortable with you know Sauce Gardner, or however that plays out. But dude, what do you think about that? What do you think about uh, Eccles, Michael Carter, and um, the rest Hall. of the cornerbacks? Yeah, and, and even, even Pinoch he's not even mentioned. Like, what do you what do you think about them kind of being pushed down here? A Jason bit?
0: Pinoch, let's be real, what he is he's a, he's a safety, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, they don't even mention him though. I know, and you know what we this is where we as fans, we we love to hype up our own guys a little too much. And what we actually see on the field. And I'm actually, I wish Peanut got more recognition for playing safety. Well, last season, because I think he did do a good job and hopefully is back. And maybe you can make that transition for him because when we needed safeties, he stepped up and he played well, and maybe you can just have him for depth as for Bryce hall. Uh, Brandon Echols and Mike Carter, the second makes sense. They say they see them more as threes than than twos, but I think, I think they're also like, in my opinion, like undervaluing, like what they did last season, how well they played. Sure. And we keep going back to this. They didn't get to face every top wide receiver because there were injuries last season. Like they didn't have to face, A.J. Brown and Julio Julio Jones, right? Like, they didn't have to face... We did get lucky
1: on a couple times. They didn't have
0: to face uh, the Bengals' top wide receivers. They were out, you know? So, maybe when they say, hey, you know, they didn't get to play the whole gauntlet that they could have played. But they still showed out, and they played against, you know, second and third guys, and they played very well. And I think at that point, you say, they could be low-end twos, but they're really high-end threes because of the talent that they did face. So, it makes sense. I still think you. They're obviously they're going to be back and they're going to get their shot. Hopefully they pan out. But we always talked about, it, especially with Michael Carter II, we always talked about him as like the nickel guy, like you, and, or and dime packages too. Like he's not. We didn't expect him to be this outside corner. Like we were always discussing him as all right. We're, we're when they're going wide out heavy, he's coming in. He's not that guy who's going to be opposite
1: whoever the number one corner is. Facts, that's facts, man. And it's just interesting to me that they got dropped a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that I think the Jets are still going to be, you know, in the running for a pretty pretty decent uh cornerback in the draft. I think we might be done though with cornerbacks and free agency, they're the, expensive, they only, man. Cornerbacks, I know. Are really
0: expensive.
1: <laughs> I know you're right, dude. You're right. I, the only thing I I, I think that may be spending some money on. Uh, For the rest of the free agency here is, like I said, a tight end on offense, maybe a cheap wide receiver, Um, you know, maybe a veteran running back, but I doubt that. But more so an interior D lineman. Um, They need someone to cover that up. We're definitely going to draft one. Uh, But if we can get like a Akeem Hicks, man, if we can convince him to come over, I would be ecstatic. Obviously, he's lost a little bit of a step, but that would be amazing. Um, I don't know if Clice Campbell got picked up yet. So those kind of players would be really fun for me. You know what I mean? Like older veterans mm-hmm. that just come plug and we'll put a rookie in here. I don't think an edge is coming, man. I don't think an edge is coming in free agency. Do you No. Chandler Jones is not happening? Um, which is why miles Jack is not happening, even though he's more of a inside linebacker. That's none of these, none of these players are happening, man. Unfortunately, which is why
0: it makes more sense when you say they're probably not going to do Hamilton and stuff like that, because if we're, we're, I mean, you already talked about earlier in this pod where we have, we have people telling us reporters and everyone saying the linebacker core isn't an issue. It's the secondary. So they went out and took care of the secondary It's the often it's the defensive line. Well, we already have Carl Lawson. He's on his way back from the men's right. I can't wait. It's going to be phenomenal. It, it's going to be phenomenal to have an actual pass rusher back on the team that we haven't gotten. He was to see so yet. good, bro. Oh my God. Remember how good he was during preseason? But when you look at that, we're not We're going to lose Fatukasi, right? He's gone already. Yeah. He's well, yeah. Thing I know, but like officially, officially is what I'm talking about. Like officially, yeah. like side. Uh, but who who else we did we lose uh we're losing Nathan Shepard Nathan right Shepard, who, yep. yeah we lost Nathan Shepard too so you look you think you hear that all we have is Q Will? Cop Phillips, yeah yeah I know I feel you <laughs> so we need some help there. we need some help there and we need another edge rusher like
1: we just can't have one side so
0: it seems I'm like the edge rusher paying
1: Hunter I'm paying attention to Hunter from from the Vikings they they're, they're trying to get under the salary cap maybe. Probably maybe set, shed some money. I, I would take a hunter, um, he, he would fit well. I wonder if Sheldon Richardson, uh, would maybe make a comeback here to get back on our D line, uh, for something mm. cheap. Those are the kind of guys I'm, I'm taking a look at. Nothing, I don't really see anything else, uh, crazy happening here, but as always, it you know, will be tuned in. Uh, definitely like stay on top of our Twitter. Um, or so John, when it comes to the Jets, John's been
0: on top of it. Like, if you're not following. If you're not following at J Malik on Twitter, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice, especially when it comes to well, John. Just talks about anything sports. It could be Yankees, Jets, Knicks, <laughs> but man is like on top of. He's in Jet spaces. He's writing articles out here. We didn't even we not even talk talk uh, talk about John's article that he dropped today. A casual two to three thousand word piece that he just wrote in one day. Like, oh, here you go, here you go, world, and just sent it over. It's like what the <laughs> is this and call and you I, called whiteheads. You, we do, you're you're like so glossing over how you called Whitehead expecting him to sign before it actually happened that was your preview for today and you called it but okay you just want
1: you just don't want to acknowledge That's that All right. but but I he is gonna he is 33 and he's a strong safety so I might I might do the tape I might tape up the jersey. And uh, put a white on hat on the back of my 33. For a second, I think you, you were talking about his, his age is 33. And I'm like, oh, this oh, no. going for some. uh <laughs> Oh, no. He's, oh, my God. If he was 33, I'd be going nuts right now. I Everybody's mean, <laughs> <he's> really young. That'd <laughs> be terrible. Joe Douglas would not. Man's an
0: ageist out here for football players. How old is Joe he? Douglas would Over 30.
1: Either. Woo. I know. You want to sign, uh, man, he sounds for Max contracts. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah, All day. He's yeah, gonna be go our number yeah, one. Number no one our number one wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Number one. We're <laughs> Manning too. I heard he's good. <laughs> We're also bringing back Eric Decker. <laughs> yeah, like. Oh yeah, Chad Johnson. He's he 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 can run. Give me a break. Oh man.
0: But I think that's it, man. I think we covered uh Jets free agency. It's been pretty eventful for the first two days. As you I'm know, as hyped, j- dude. As John so said, well. this is this is legal tampering. Period. So tomorrow will be the official
1: start of free agency. Um, Dude, we talk about this every year since it happened. But Randy Gregory, Anthony Barr, up. Uh, it. <laughs> I'm not doing was, this. I'm not going say. down this road. I'm not going down this road. But that was hilarious. We're not talking about Anthony Barr
0: on this episode because we're. He literally turned do- into
1: an. He literally turned into an adjective. Dude, how can he not? You, <laughs> you legit talked
0: to the front office saying, I'm going to sign with you. And then you're like, you got cold feet and you turned away. All right, that's fine. And that's that's now called the
1: Anthony Barr. Exactly. If you retire, retire at halftime, that's Devontae Davis.
0: <laughs> you just cre- created a verb for yourself, man. You are, you are actually uh, an yeah, action. A verb, not an adjective. You're right. He's a verb. What do you? Sorry. You're you're going somewhere? No, you're Anthony Barring out here. That's what we're <laughs> all right. That's what's happening.
1: Poor so, guy was a, poor guy's a free agent, and he was trending for the wrong reason today. Yeah, you said that
0: too. You said Anthony Barr is trending. I'm like, why is he trending? And then it's like Jets fans are doing. It.
1: <laughs> so I feel so bad. You know, poor guy's for a fans, contract.
0: I love Jets fans because we are so we're it's like Knicks fans, man. If you we're so salty, we're just such a salty but dude. Bunch.
1: Jets spaces with with, with our beat reporters, with diehard fans, with former players and Super Bowl champions, ESPN analysts up until one in the morning. I mean, Trey there's, no fan, there. there's no, there's no fan of my, You're not seeing the giants out here doing that. Bro, that was so sick, dude. I, I mean, like I I'm so happy to honestly be a jets fan. It's, it's, it, it's pretty cool. Even like if you're a Jaguars fan and you're spending all this money and it's fun, like it would suck to be a Jaguars fan, man.
0: Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. That's why being a Jets fan, man. We have some really good beat writers. They're very talented. Um,
1: yeah, a couple of bit on the show. Yeah. But, yeah, I want to know one thing uh, uh, and it has nothing to do with the Jets, but I want to be on record for this. It has, no, it has to do with our third team, our et cetera team, our Yankees. Uh, oh, the oh, good. If you heard the press conference today. <laughs> can we get all – can we get, why
0: – I just got to yeah, ask this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Back down to the vaccination thing again with this team
1: <laughs> it's two, Yeah, because there's two things that happened, right? We did the big trade where we got rid of uh Gary Sanchez, our catcher. We got how do you feel Gio about that? Richella. Yeah, our third baseman. We got uh Donaldson who beefs with uh Garrett Cole, and we got the shortstop uh from the Rangers who his, yep, uh, he, who was at the all star break putting up you know MVP numbers and then completely fell off. But the poor guy comes in today. He's, he says, wow, this organization is amazing. I've never had a physical like this before. I mean, what goes on in <laughs> Texas Rangers, man? Uh, even uh, John Boy, uh, they were mentioning it too. They had a former player on. He didn't even want to talk about the Texas Rangers and what happened to him there. So I don't know what goes on over there. I'm really excited to see him thrive here. Uh, originally, I was like more miffed about Gio Urshela because I just like him. He used to stay at my mom's hotel, got his autograph. That's my boy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now that he's gone, I can talk about that. (laughs) Uh, On the other side, I love Gary Sanchez. I had the 24 for Robinson and and Sanchez. He was getting 20-plus home runs every year. His defense sucked. He always gave me a heart attack when when I'm in the stadium. That's the thing. Yeah, man. I mean, he was all over the place. He was fun. You know what I mean? There's no other catcher, like, you know, slinging home runs. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, but –
0: yeah, last season was probably his best season as a Yankee. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm not good. No, it's
1: first year. His first year.
0: You think first year? Because he had a pretty yeah. good season. I mean, it was a turnaround from like yeah. having a t- utter collapse the year before. Yeah,
1: we, I mean, we definitely coddle him. He's definitely on the bigger side. Uh, we're going to have fun making fun of him this year. Uh, my he, issue... He, he's on the Twins. We're going to see yeah, him my, a bunch of times.
0: My my issue with Sanchez was his defense, man. Like, we, we were blessed. I don't think fans remember how blessed we were to have Jorge Posada. Like, Switch
1: hit, you he laugh, but he's hands. a switch
0: hitter. Could hit home run. And I like
1: i have Posada,
0: but like, for average, I, one of the one of the best defenders out there when it came to catching. Dude was uh, top tier, and he was smart. You know, like being a catcher, you're you're the
1: quarterback, not the pitcher. You're the quarterback as a catcher. Which was, which was interesting that you know our franchise pitcher, uh, the best pitcher in baseball, apparently, or at least top. You know, never five. used him. Yeah, dude, bring up our, our bench in the playoffs. Like, you knew something was up. But That's dude, what I'm I have, saying, bro. Because I, have, if I he... have a tinfoil hat, bro. It's more than this. It's more than all that. It has nothing to do with all that, man. Nothing. Is... You know what it has to do with? Go listen to Mr. Aaron Judge's press conference today. Because his smile, first of all, he can't even hold back his smile. He is trolling the media today. Trolling them so hard. They asked him about the Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochella trade, and he says, Yeah, it was like a shot in the arm. He can't stop laughing talking about that. So I, I don't even know if, it, if I need a tinfoil hat for this, but the double, double entendre is that you can just
0: get out of that damn thing.
1: 100% of G, uh, Gary Sanchez was not vaccinated. Oh, what and, we, and, we, and, we, and we knew that Gio Rochella. You know was in the protocol then uh, i know he missed some time he might have had like an adverse effect or something to the vaccine but it's definitely gary sanchez man and he's making the joke like yo dude and for somehow some reason a bunch of check marks on twitter and a bunch of reporters and a bunch of real newspapers a bunch of all accusing aaron judge and going nuts and really woke mobbing him about not being vaxxed and we have no idea if he's vaxed or not all because of this comment where he's clearly making fun of gary sanchez like I can't even see a scenario where he's not being facetious here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I was losing Gary Sanchez. Oh, yeah. It's like a shot in the arm. Like, like he's literally saying, like, yeah, dude. Like, he's not back. That's why we have to trade him. I I think it's hilarious uh, that we're all judging the judge right now. And I think think a lot of people are going to delete some tweets and delete some articles once it comes out uh, that Aaron Judge – is indeed facts, but he did sound a little bit like Aaron Rodgers, so I think that's you know that you know that that's what did it for for the media. So the, they they kind of went that way. Um, do you have any thoughts on this conspiracy is of mine? He's <laughs> immunized exactly. Do you have any thoughts on this conspiracy of mine? <sighs> Am I just being a conspiracy theorist? You could move on. I just
0: hey, I I just honestly, I, honestly my things with this. I just let it sit. I wait for more oh, yeah, information yeah. to come out. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. give a. This is, this is such a hot topic issue with athletes being vaccinated. And especially in New York, because you have the New York City mandate. I mean, we have people going off on Kyrie Irving and literally going through hula hoops, explaining why he could be in the stands and why he can't be in the locker room. At the end of the day, hold on, I, I just want to say this. At the end of the day, I understand the vaccination is to protect everybody out there. We get that 100% but if we're going to talk about a strict mandate like what we're saying what we're seeing right here it would generally make no sense the fact that Kyrie Irving who can be in the arena sitting with the fans but can't, and, and can't go into the locker room can't sit on the bench but be separated i get that you could say cuz i saw i saw some things out there saying like well you know he's not with the arena and that's what the mandate says x y and z bullshit he is still an employee of the Brooklyn Nets. Once he sets foot in that arena, he is still an employee. He still has to follow all the rules and regulations. It's either all in or you're all out. You can't say, we're going to modify it so now he can go to practice. So he can be at practice, but now he can't be in the locker room? How the hell does that make any sense? If the idea is to protect him, the fans, and the players, the fact that he can go to practice, the fact that he can be in the arena, but he can't sit courtside? with his teammates on the bench and be in the locker room makes no sense
1: whatsoever. It has nothing to do with safety. At that so, point, it doesn't. Uh, I know. I'm sorry to the Knicks, et etc. fans, but, I mean, it's insane. I agree with Kevin Durant. I agree with the Nets. If, if Kyrie Irving was a New York Nick everybody would be up in arms. That's why I look at it, man. Then the, the Yankees and the Mets, and this is, it's, you see, we're up in arms. Like everybody's going the is, this is the Yankees and the Mets.
0: And the thing is like, I don't really care about it. I don't like, I would not even pay attention to it, but it keeps getting brought up in the media and people keep trying to justify it. And like, well, you and I were both vaccinated. There's no hiding that. But the fact of the matter is I will call a bullshit law that I see it. And if you're either going to say Kyrie can't be around the team whatsoever, which fine, or you can say we're going to make it so that Kyrie's around the team, yeah. and other Vax people can't, other people from other cities can't come in and that play. one, I that one I do get because that one I do get because, and here's why: it's the, it's based on the state, right? The state can't have the long arm to extend yeah, into someone else's here. state. Yeah, but even though you're here, it's you can't, you have control. You have but control over your there's no residence. Logic.
1: There's no logic, no safety. I know, but if it's but, for but safety, it's a,
0: I get it. I get it, it from sense. The, the state. The state, right? The state controls education, health, all those mandates. Everyone who lives in here, right? Like you can't tell someone outside of state if you're coming in yeah. for like a day for education, saying you have to follow all our laws. That doesn't work like that. If you're here,
1: yeah, but you have to follow our the full speed process, limit. You do it. You have to follow our speed limit if you're here for the day. And you know this. This is you know this could be a mandate just like that. I mean. Don't, don't let's not get the strict scrutiny here because there's no safety, bro. There's no safety here. There's no uh whatever the the, the, the I can't believe this, the first one, the first prong, the easy one. It, it, it's not it's not that because there's no safety here. It doesn't make actual sense. But I can't believe we just got into a constitutional law, even tangent for even two seconds. I hate all of this going on. It's really bothering me. But I'm going to point out one thing. I read the mandate today for the first time, actually. <laughs> it says something about being a New York City resident. Mm-hmm. So, what if he just has, what if he's a Florida established resident? I mean, Gio Orchelo staying at my mom's hotel. Like but the thing, thing is, hotel. so
0: the thing is that he's an entertainer. So, they, they modify so that he's an entertainer in the state. So, he's employed in the state. So, he has to. So, what? For vaccination.
1: No, but it's 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 an outside resident. So, but like if you're if you're on the New Orleans Pelicans, you're an entertainer. You're you're Mm. outside the city. There's no difference between what like Aaron Judge like lives in Florida. Like he's there for over six months in the year. Yeah, but he's
0: working. But when he when he his full time job is being a Yankee, which is in New York. If you are entertainer in the state, I I wonder. I wonder.
1: I wonder if they're gonna do something weird, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. But I know we went off on a long tangent here. Um, if you're here for hope the you all, agency, hope you all you're probably still AD. not here. But I have have, have a, a really embarrassing take. Uh, I'm going to leave you on this one. I'm so jealous of the New York Mets. They have Buck Showalter and DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Buck Showalter is so a good manager. <laughs> Bro, I'm so jealous of those three people. I don't care about anything. Can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe the Orioles let him go. Dude, we we could have had him he was on Yes Network. We chose Aaron Boone. Forget the Orioles. It was literally on Yes Network. Oh, it was a feel-good story. Aaron Boone, all that nonsense. Bro, what do you mean feel-good story? It's over. There's no feel-good. He sucks. We can't make the play. We can't do anything. I'm saying in the when it
0: happened, bro. When it no, happened. happened.
1: I'm saying this year. This year, we oh, resigned so. him. I'm saying this year we resigned him and he signed with the Mets. Yes. Instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about when we first signed. him. No, Aaron no.
1: Boone. I'm talking about now. Like, it's, uh, I, that's my embarrassing take. If you're a mm. Mets fan. Yeah. You can. You can clip that. But. Mm. Walter Scherzer, and DeGrom is, is, is something. However, Cole, Seve, and Debbie Garcia, I like it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm jealous of the mess. But on that note, let's get out of here.
0: Yep. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the next Jets Etc. podcast. You know what to do. Say at the top. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening pat- platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are you're there. Fair. Top of that, if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave a comment. We greatly appreciate it. We're also on YouTube now, so make sure to go find the page. Look for Knicks, Jets, etc. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And hit the like button to leave a comment. We'll always respond. While you're over there, we got Winning Picks Weekly. As John talked about earlier, March Madness is here. Him, video producer Greg, and our guy, Chip Murphy, go through it, and they go through it. So make sure to tune in and get get your takes in and make sure to place your bets and make sure to always bet responsibly. Last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's
1: go Jets. The we trust, baby. Let's go.